0: What's up, anchor Kaylee Cella checking in, feeling a little bit better today. Uh, I asked you guys for some suggestions on some stuff that would make my voice sound better, make me feel better, and I didn't get any of those, but I did have one listener, Bobby Ray, tweet me and say, hope you get to feeling better soon. You're sounding like Kim Carnes. I keep expecting you to sing Betty Davis' eyes. eyes. Well, it's not a home remedy, but you're not wrong. (laughs) Kaylee Cella checking in with today's top stories. A man accused of killing one of former President George H. W. Bush's doctors fatally shot himself during a confrontation with authorities in Houston on Friday morning. Joseph James Papas, who was 62, was accused of shooting Dr. Mark Hosnick on July 20th while the cardiologist rode his bike to work at Houston Methodist Hospital. Authorities have said Papas might have been seeking revenge for his mother, who died on the doctor's operating table more than 20 years ago in April of 1997. Houston Police Chief Art Acevedo said of Papa's death, quote, It's a sad day all the way around. This doesn't bring anybody back. It does bring closure to this community. Authorities on Wednesday had announced Papa's as a suspect in the death, saying he should be considered armed, dangerous, and possibly suicidal. Police found him Friday after a worker for a local nonprofit reported seeing him around 9.21 a.m. near a community center by a bayou. The worker found a wallet with an ID that belonged to Papa's. Papas fled on foot to a nearby neighborhood in Southwest Houston, where he was confronted by a police officer. He refused to raise both his hands, keeping his right hand by his hip. He was wearing a bulletproof vest and a backpack. Acevedo said, quote, "The suspect said something about suicide, and the officer said, "Let me see some hands." When a second officer arrived, Pappas raised a revolver he had been hiding in his right hand and fatally shot himself in the head in front of a home. His body was still at the scene on Friday afternoon. Pappas had worked in law enforcement for more than 30 years and was also a licensed real estate broker. Friday's confrontation occurred about three and a half miles from his Houston home. Hosnicht was shot in broad daylight at the Texas Medical Center, a 1,345-acre complex of hospitals and medical institutions that in the morning is busy with traffic, medical professionals heading to work, people going to medical appointments, and construction workers. Autopsy results show that he was shot three times, including in the head and torso. Police have said that Papas was a marksman and that the shots that Papas was accused of firing as he also rode on a bike took some skill. Papas had worked from 1983 to 1995 as a police officer with two Houston area constable offices. He also worked from 1995 through 2013 as a reserve officer. According to a charging document released on Friday, police found in Papa's home three boxes of 22 caliber ammunition, the same type that was recovered from the scene of Hasnick’s shooting. Police also found what was described as Papa's last will and testament. The U.S. government's improvised system to reunite immigrant families that separated at the border has left hundreds of parents in limbo after they were deemed ineligible to get their children back. They include a man who had his two-year-old daughter taken because agents didn't believe he was the father, forcing him to submit DNA evidence to prove that he was, in fact, the parent. Hundreds of parents were deported, including a family in Honduras losing patience each day their 11-year-old child remains in the U.S. A father in Guatemala prefers that his teenager remain in the U.S. because it's safer. A woman had given her son to her aunt and now remains in immigration detention due to a prior deportation. The government and American Civil Liberties Union are waging a court fight over how to best reunify the families. U.S. District Judge Dana Sabra on Friday said reunifications were solely the government's responsibility, saying, quote, The reality is that for every parent that is not located, there will be a permanently orphaned child, and that is 100% the responsibility of the administration. The government says it has encountered several cases where the adult coming across the border with the child was not a biological parent. They were determined to be not eligible to be reunited. Many parents say they signed deportation papers after being told they would get their child back in their home country, only for that promise to be broken. The government says parents of about 400 children are outside the U.S., likely deported. The government counts 444 children as having been, quote, discharged in other appropriate circumstances. Those circumstances included discharges to sponsors other than the parents, typically a relative, including situations where the parent is not eligible for unification. It appears that the government is refusing to release some parents after their children were given to sponsors because the parents had previously been removed from the United States and came back to seek asylum. And other parents say that they're hopeful that if they can't stay in America, Their children can. The government says these immigrants waived reunification, making them a lower priority. A deadly Northern California wildfire burned so hot and dry in windy conditions that it birthed a record-breaking tornado of flame. Officials warned of worsening conditions throughout the region. Winds in the fire Whirl created July 26th near Redding reached speeds of 143 miles an hour, a speed that rivaled some of the most destructive Midwest tornadoes. The Whirl uprooted trees and tore roofs from homes. The fire continues to burn about 100 miles south of the Oregon border as firefighters there and throughout Northern California brace for worsening conditions this weekend. The Weather Service issued warnings for critical fire weather conditions into Saturday, saying a series of dry, low-pressure systems passing through the region would bring afternoon wind gusts. The Redding Fire has grown to 206 square miles and has destroyed 1,060 homes and many other structures. Two firefighters and four other people have been killed since the blaze, which ignited July 23rd, raced with extraordinary fury toward the region's largest city. More than 1,300 homes remain threatened. (laughs) That's it for now. Kaylee Chilla, checking out.